take my eye off you. Can't take my eye off you. Kim guy. Don't got nothing on you. Don't got nothing on you. My heart is ready for something I have been telling a long time True love crime, my hope you know that It may hurt for a while, let's slow down, slow down I can see behind that broken smile Nice, sweet, smooth, like go, go, pray, go, go, pray Sunday fun day. Welcome to another episode of Sam Sales University. Yes, yes, it's been a lovely weekend. It's been a lovely weekend. The weekend is still not over. I had a lovely time at the casino. I didn't win any money, but hey, the food was good. So, where's my music here? I need, I need some music to get me uh, to get me going here. Here we go. Yeah, now I can flow. So. Last week, I spoke about sales and the psychology behind sales. And you don't need to be a psychologist to be a salesperson, but, you know, there is a bit of sales involved in anything that we do. So I just wanted to take a deeper dive into the psychology of sales. So in the dynamic world of sales, understanding the intricate workings of human psychology is a game changer. The fusion of sales psychology and persuasion techniques equips sales professionals with the tools to decode consumer behavior, tap into their desires, and ultimately close deals more effectively. Now, today's show, we're going to dive deeper into the fascinating realm of sales psychology and persuasion. We're going to explore some key concepts and strategies that can uh, transform the way 
uh, businesses approach their sales endeavors. And when I say businesses, I'm talking about you, the salesperson. Okay. So understanding the psychology of buying. Okay. At the core of sales psychology lies the understanding that buying decisions are driven by complex interplay of emotions, perceptions, and rational thoughts. Emotions are very powerful when it comes to sales, as well as perception and rational thought. All three of those are key factors. Uh, consumers often make purchases based on how products and services make them feel rather than solely on its features and benefits. Did you know that, ladies and gentlemen? By delving into consumer motivations and desires, sales professionals can tailor their pitch to resonate on an emotional level, establishing a deeper connection with potential buyers. And, you know, to do that comes experience, okay? Because a lot of times when you just start out in sales or you're starting to sell a new product, you're really focused on the features and benefits and not really getting into or tapping into the emotional aspect of the customer's uh, psyche and how it relates to the uh, particular product. Hey, another factor here is social proof, the power of social proof. Humans are inherently social creatures who seek validation from others. This psychological phenomenon known as social proof can harness to boost sales. Testimonials, reviews, and endorsements from satisfied customers create a sense of credibility and trust around products or services. Salespeople can leverage this by sharing success stories and case studies to reassure potential buyers that their decision aligns with the choices of others. And, you know, a lot of times if you're starting out and selling a particular product, you may not have customers or referrals that you can rely on, but there's other salespeople there that I'm sure have been there longer than you that may, you know, have clients or customers that can help you out and give you a recommendation. Okay. Reciprocity and giving value is the third factor here. The principle of reciprocity dictates that people tend to feel obligated to give back when they receive something. Sales professionals can employ this psychological trigger by offering value up front, such as informative content or free resources. Before asking for a commitment, this creates a sense of indebtedness, increasing the likelihood of a positive response. But reciprocity and giving is a powerful tool in sales. Learn to give. Don't be stingy. It says in the Bible, it's better to give than receive, right? Well, you're going to receive if you give. Not to preach, even though it's Sunday. <laughs> 
Okay, so number four, creating scarcity and urgency. I spoke about this last week. This is very important. The fear of missing out is a powerful motivator that can be leveraged through scarcity and urgency tactics. Limited time offers, exclusive deals, or emphasizing product scarcity can push hesitant buyers to take action quickly. This strategy plays into the consumer's inherent aversion to losing out on opportunity, driving them to make purchases or purchasing decisions sooner rather than later. Very powerful. That's why you always see in advertisements, limited time only, only now, sale ends tomorrow or whatever the time is. They're creating scarcity and urgency. Did you know that? Building rapport and trust establishing a strong rapport with potential buyers is pivotal in sales interaction people are more likely to engage with and buy from individuals they trust and feel a connection with active listening empathy and genuine interest in solving customers problems can help foster rapport and build lasting relationships increasing the likelihood of repeat business and referrals so if you're in the business of scamming, you know, you're not going to do very well. If you don't have empathy, you're not going to do very well. If you don't want to get to really know your customer and what they're feeling deeply and genuinely, you may make a few sales, but you're not, you're not going to maximize your potential. Number six, framing and anchoring. The way a product or price is presented can significantly influence how consumers perceive its value. Framing involves presenting information in a way that highlights the positive aspect while downplaying potential negatives. Anchoring, on the other hand, involves using reference points like a higher price to make the actual price seem reasonable. Skillful use of these techniques can reshape consumers' perception and drive more favorable buying decisions. Learn how to frame. Not only that, you must know who your competition is so that you could overcome objections before they even come up about pricing or about something that they may have that you don't have or whatever the situation may be. But you've got to have a lot of product knowledge in order to be a good framer. So, six key factors in the psychology of sales, understanding the psychological, the psychology of buying, the power of social proof, 
reciprocity and giving value, creating scarcity and urgency, building rapport and trust, framing and anchoring, okay? Sales, psychology, and persuasion techniques are not about manipulation, ladies and gentlemen, but rather about understanding and effectively engaging with consumers' cognitive process. By integrating these principles into sales strategies, businesses can create more meaningful connections with customers, address their needs and desires, and ultimately drive higher sales. As the landscape of sales continue to evolve, mastering the art of sales psychology will remain a cornerstone of success, enabling businesses to thrive in competitive markets. When I say businesses, I'm referring to you and your business, ladies and gentlemen. So you don't need to be a psychologist, but you really need to have, you know, um, uh, good product knowledge um, about your product framing is important you know your product may have some weak points um, you want to be able to address those and put them in their proper context remember ladies and gentlemen this is not about manipulation okay we're in the business of solving problems Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, leave comments. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, ABC. Always be losing.